You're listening to the Ontos Podcast, where we explore the nature of stories and the pursuit of being in truth. I'm Vod. And I'm Mac. And our sentience depends on you. Now cue the intro music. So we made it. <laughs> End of this one is so exciting. We made it through. We started this journey a little over a month ago and we're through the final empire. Final empire. So, I mean, thank you for everyone who's been following us. Please. Yes. Thank you so much. Let people know about us. Uh, we're a small project and we hope to be less small in the future. Um, but let's go over the epic info dump that happens in the epilogue. All right. Well, I guess we'll start from the beginning here. This will be, I feel like this is more so going to be like a listing of the cool information because that's kind of what Brandon did. Brandon was basically like, hey, here's to answer a couple more of your questions, but there's always another secret. Indeed. And this, it's a little bit of like what happens and it's a lot of it's going to be setting up future stuff, but let's kind of go over it. All right. So Sazed, we're thinking Sazed's trying to make sense of what the heck the Lord Ruler was. It's Rashik. Okay. We know it's Rashik. How is Rashik alive? After all this time, what the heck is going on? So, the Lord Ruler was both a ferrochemist and an alamancer. Currently, what's going on in the background is they're supposedly putting Elend on the throne. They are going to be listening to Elend and using what he said about having um, allies, essentially, out of the noblemen. And I think Doxon and a couple people are, are talking and they're just like, they don't like the idea. Or it might have been Vin. They don't like the idea. But it's going to give their claim more legitimacy now because the Lord Ruler is dead and they have a nobleman, a very well-known one, that they're installing instead of themselves. They're, this is making for a lot better of a legitimate claim. Mm-hmm. It's, it's looking less like a revenge plot, even though it started that way with Kelsier. Mm-hmm. It's looking less like a revenge plot and more like an actual... Stable um, change in government. I mean, I was going to say an actual coup, like that's, yeah. any, better, like that's any better. But... A little better of a coup. Coup for the right reasons. <laughs> um, but yeah. A little coup as a treat. Yep. And so they're setting up Ellen's new government. They're, they mention how he's trying to actually write new laws immediately. He's trying to put forth a lot of, a lot more into this change and maybe trying to apply some of those initial thoughts he has on, uh, or all that reading he's done. All right. So the Lord Ruler was not a god. Says it kind of mentions, you know, does this mean that anyone who is lucky enough to be a ferrochemist or an alamancer could have had his power? Is that why he hated and persecuted the ferrochemist so much? Was because, you know, was he trying one, he was trying to hide that he was a ferrochemist, and two, what that's why they were so so they were bred, the terrorist people were bred specifically to get rid of ferrochemy. Because did the Lord Ruler know that anyone who could have been born both like an alamancer and a ferrochemist, anyone who was born a misborn who was actually also born a ferrochemist, could they have challenged him for what he could do? So, but to my to our understanding, the Lord Ruler, okay, could store youth in a metal mine, and we we heard that right, store storing age meant you know, Brandon's so good at this, but Sazen and Kelsey both mentioned if y'all picked that up like five, six chapters ago, or like or however long it was, it was longer than that. But both Kelsier and Sazed both both mentioned within a chapter of each other that they could store up weird attributes like age. But the whole point was that it didn't matter if you stored age because you'd have to spend time being old, yep. and you basically your body aged the same over time. 
So it's not like you could prolong your life doing that unless Except... you were able to burn metal mines the way that he was able, the, the Lord Ruler was able to as a ferrochemist who could store and burn. Yes, that's that says its theory, right? The whole idea was that he goes, well, what if, you know, since you're making your own metal mines, you can burn your own metal mines because they are your sources of energy. And we've seen that, you know, when alamancers use their use metals, they use a very small amount of metal to create a whole bunch of energy. And so he goes, well, what if I stored X amount of it, X amount of youth in this metal and then burned it? I should be able to create more youth than I stored doing it this way. So he said something along the lines of you can get 10 times the return he th- by burning he it. thinks something along those yeah, lines but yeah. that makes sense now it means you can store youth and get 10 times the amount of youth that a normal person would or a ferrochemist would be able to get yeah which also doubles and explains why uh, why when those his those bands you know those bracers were removed from him that's why he aged so rapidly was cuz his body was trying to come back to what it should have been. Right. And the breeding programs basically removed the ferrochemists and kept them from mixing. Yeah, so there was no potential, or at least a very tiny one, that an alamancer would become a mis- would be a misborn and a ferrochemist. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That is so crazy. Okay, <laughs> like I thought this was just some secret magic system kept away that the Lord Ruler feared, and here it was. He was like... Oh, no, I'm that. We don't need any more of me running around. Okay. So. We move on to the next question we had. And that the group, you know, and here we have Vin. It's awesome, dude. I, I picture this as like the, it's kind of like the anime ending where they're all like sitting on the hill watching the sunset. There's Vin, Marsh, and it all just trying to figure out what the heck's going on, trying to figure out the mysteries of what they've uncovered. And so the next question they had was, what exactly, if this was, is this what the Lord Ruler was? He was just an alamancer and a ferrochemist. But to their understanding, that's all he was. What was the power at the Well of Ascension? What was the, what was the hero? What power did Rashik take up and, and steal from whoever this person was who wrote the logbook? And Sazed, you know, I'd, was it Sazed? They were like, you know, maybe the power was Alamancy because they can't find any records that Alamancy existed before. But they're like, well, the Alamancy's always been known to come with the mist, come with right? The mist, right? And so what if that power, you know, what if that's what the power at the well was? Was he got he became he had Alamancy, and that would make sense because what what about the church doctrine, right? The church doctrine was that the Lord Ruler made Alamancers as a reward. He gave Alamancy to the to the people who supported him as a reward. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe that's the case. And Vin notes that that makes a lot of sense because Vin said that she felt like she was able to draw some power from the mist in her fight with the Lord Ruler. What? They what? That was just like mentioned offhand. Like it's nothing you could draw power from the mist. Okay. <laughs> we just keep learning new things all uh, all all the time. This last few chapters. I mean, it kind of, like it doesn't seem like that came out of nowhere. I guess because like Kelsier and like even mentions the Vin that like, oh yeah, the mist just seemed to act up when we use Alamancy in them. Yeah. What? <laughs> okay. Whatever. Okay. So there's always another secret. Mm-hmm. So now they ask March the question. All right, March, you're an Inquisitor. You know, what's it take? 
to, you know, to make an Inquisitor. We thought, you're, I think the main thing they said was, okay, we thought you died. Who the heck was the corpse then? And he was like, there were actually several corpses. There were several corpses. Making an Inquisitor is nasty business. And he didn't want to talk about it. He didn't really want to talk about it. But the thing was, he did mention what they were, the, the spikes. He says, there's 11 spikes in the body. Two in the head, eight in the chest, and one in the back that seals them all together. And that's how he was able to kill the other Inquisitors. He says, you remove the one in the back. He says, well, his exact words were, if you are able to separate the top spikes from the bottom spikes, that kills him. So, Which beheading sounds like it gets the so job done. Kelsier beheading that other Inquisitor was able to kill it. But Marsh pulling that spike in the middle that sealed them all together was able to kill them as well. Mm-hmm. So now they know Inquisitor's weaknesses because, you know, as we're reminded, there are like maybe 20 across the final empire, which means that they only handled the Inquisitors in Lufidel. And that could be a big issue if they decide that they're not going to bend the knee to Marsh, who, you know, supposedly is is the head of the church right now. Mm-hmm. So it's good information to have in the future on is how, how to kill one of these Inquisitors. Okay. So uh, what are the Chandra? Um, the keepers know very little about them. Says so it's like I really have no clue what the what the Chandra are. Um, but they know that some noble houses hire them, and that the Chandra needs the bones of someone to imitate them. And Kelsier, it, it's mentioned that Kelsier transferred the Chandra's contract to Vin, which means Lord Renew is supposedly serving Vin now. And it was like, he's like, I don't want that. I don't want that thing that, that eight Kelsier. Yeah. And they're like, well, don't, you know, so he's like, you should probably rethink that because Condor are paid an ATM, which means if you have the contract now, it means that Kelsier paid a very hefty sum and a Condor could be very useful for what we're going to need in the future. Mm -hmm. So Vin's like, yeah, I don't want him. And that's where that's left. Marsh is going to try to change everything from the inside of the Steel Ministry. Elend is now king. Cool. That that even with all the backing and the information, the good points Ellen made, making him king feels like it came out of left field. Okay. Mm. Whatever. But Vin focuses on what I thought about, and I mentioned in the last chapter, I said I, I said it wrong the first time and I corrected myself. The Lord Ruler's final words were, you do not know what I do for mankind. What I do for mankind. Not Not what I did. Not what I did, what I do. And by killing me, you have doomed yourselves. And she mentioned that when he said that, he, he didn't have pride in his eyes. She said she saw fear in his eyes. And Vin thinks about it and goes, guys, we don't know what the heck the deepness is you know the lord ruler said what i do not what i did did he beat you know he wasn't the hero he killed the hero Mm -hmm. did he not beat the deepness is the deepness still a threat that we're going to have to deal with dang it brandon (laughs) explains why there's more books Mm -hmm. (laughs) all right Kelsier, Breeze, and them would be sad. The next bit of information we learn. Where's the ATM? No one knows where the ATM is. There's no ATM in the treasury. 
where the heck is the ATM? They started to think, did someone hit the ATM without us knowing? But that would make no sense because there's that big, you know, WWE SmackDown happening in the in, in the in the palace, you know, and the, and the entire palace was surrounded by the rebellion. Who got the ATM? Where is it? No idea, but they're happy because Ellen and Breeze together are able to bring a lot of legitimacy to the to to the the rebellion because he's now king. He's a nobleman. Breeze is calming people down and being like, "Hey, like you know." What was it? I don't think Kelsey would be very happy that he died and we put a nobleman on the throne. throne. <laughs> but Sazed says, no, no, listen. We put a good man on the throne, and that's something we know. And we know through Ellen's point of view. Naive, but a good man. Indeed. And so Vin goes to watch and see Ellen because she hasn't seen him since she killed the Lord Ruler. And she feels like he does not, uh, you know, she feels like she doesn't really deserve or him or that he doesn't deserve having to deal with her. And, but listen, Reen did not abandon her. So she's not going to abandon him. And she goes back and they embrace and then realizes it's everything she ever wanted. And that's the end of the final empire. Oh man! Again, a great a great part of the Sanderlands is when it comes to it's a satisfying ending. It's a satisfying ending, but it always says answers one question and gives you five more to deal with. But here's the thing: he does it in such a good way because at the end of this reading, having finished this book, right, you can stop. You could right now, brand new listener. If you're following us, this is what we said. This is what we promised in the very beginning of why we start with Mistborn. If this wasn't your jam 100% and you're like you just someone who never who always finishes a book, that's a good ending. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a solid one, you know. We didn't have you got the answers to the big things you wanted to know from the beginning. And that's and I I can agree with that. That's my thing is like this is every pretty much every Cosmere novel. Like everyone going on from here on out. It's like this where you might get one answer and then you'll get five more questions, but the answers are actually satisfying. Yeah, they, it feels good. It, it feels not only does it feel good, but it, these aren't the, oh, well, I'm going to let you fill in the blanks on your own and figure it out. No, it's like, boom, you, here's the answer. Why was the Lord Ruler the way he was? Guess what? I told you about Alamance, I told you about Farrakimi, and the whole point of we couldn't burn a metal mine because. You can't burn someone else's metal mind. Oh, we can make your own metal minds, and now you can you can get extra power out of that. That makes sense, and it's something that you start to notice. You know, something that I I missed the first time, but I'm kind of thinking about now. Right? It's just like it's like it's like a conservation of energy. Right? You couldn't you couldn't use someone else's energy, and and, and then right. use it to to make something here. But in this case, when you have both, you can. You're using your own energy to burn it. You know, it's and so it, that's. Super cool, and it is it's it's a logical step in the magic system that you already like had up. Now, was it told to you in front of the beginning? No, it wasn't told to you, but it makes sense. It makes a whole lot of sense, and it makes sense that okay, the way that you would beat him, you way you would beat the godlike power is to remove something off of him, which means he lost access to that power, and we know how that can happen. 
Um, and we're, the only way we didn't think it might happen was because, oh, it's supposed to be impossible. But then we learned, oh, actually, it is possible. Piercing copper clouds was impossible. Right. But it wasn't. And so we're le- and, and the thing is, it's set up in such a way to say, like, yes, these were the things that we thought were happening. But in reality, there are some exceptions. And we learned how those exceptions happened uh, before they happened. And one cool thing we learned here, too, is it isn't like, oh, Vin's on the cutting edge and developing cool new stuff. This was something the Lord Ruler was trying to keep secret from the beginning. Right. So this isn't some like, oh, it came out of nowhere because we needed Vin to be the hero. No, this is her overcoming something and learning information that was purposely kept from her. Right. And we get the whole, we get the satisfying conclusion to the high story of like, we see the pieces fall together. You know, we see the plan come together. What, what did, uh, what, what did Brandon do? Brandon, Brandon promised a high story and promised that, you know, that they're going to do something and rebel against the final empire. And then in one book, he's like, we're going to go a step further. We're going to topple the final empire. Right. And, and this, this so it's a funny thing. So now, now that we're done with this, we can actually talk like some things about uh, Brandon's, um, uh, his lectures. He said like, this is, he's like, when you talk about Star Wars, you go, oh, Mr. little farm boy. Yeah. I need you to help de- de- deliver a message. Oh, we ended up toppling the empire. You know, like that's how the, how the, yeah. the story ended. And that's kind of like what happens here. Like we started off with a little bit of a promise and then it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And you go, okay, how is a small group of people going to actually topple a thousand year empire? Okay, I can see how that would work. Okay, but how are they going to beat the godlike being that heads the empire? Oh, okay, that's I can see how that would work, you know. And again, it's all built up as like none of these people were particularly special except for where they were. And and what I mean by that is like, it's not like someone brought down, you know, and came down and, and you know, deus ex machina, the whole thing. Yes, Vin was a powerful Mistborn, but she was still confined within the, within the ideas of Allomancy. Kelsier was a powerful Mistborn, but his big thing was more that he was an excellent crew leader who became, you know, who, and that's why the rebellion ended up working. Um, and, we got hints about this the whole time. It was just like they were subtle. It was hard to pick up on them, but they were there. Dude, Brandon the entire time was telling us that there's something special about Vin. There's something special about Vin. Vin can pierce a copper cloud. There's something special about Vin. That 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 steel inquisitor, even near the very end, she comes from a very pure line. There's something special about Vin. And then, you know, you find out like, oh, like, why would these steel inquisitors focus on this girl? Oh, it must be because she's a Mistborn. Well, here's one of the most famous ska Mistborn in the Empire, and they were willing to let him go for her. You know, and so it's like, why was it? Why was it? And then, and then they get told, hey, um, by the way, her father is the head of the ministry. And it doesn't click, at least for me, it didn't click immediately. Like, oh, that's why they're interested in her. I didn't realize there was a power play going on in the background, even though Marsh hints at it when he says like, oh, they they were, you know, they were teasing this all out. Um, and the Inquisitors are way more, way more uh, uh, loyal than the Obligators. And then, you know, of course, you had to set up, you know, Ellen becoming the king eventually that kind of makes some sense and especially with the way he convinced dachshund um saying like oh here's this here's this guy who is the you know heir to the most powerful house in in you know all the great houses who also is has inroads with all the other powerful houses hasting and lacal you know hastings gone now um and also is a ska sympathizer 
and is a political scholar. Makes perfect sense. You know, it the way it happened was like not very straightforward, but it made perfect sense. It all like lined up. And it all became because he was simping hard for Vin. So, I mean, if he didn't oh, simp that Lord. hard, for, then he wouldn't have stuck his head out as hard as he did. He probably would have bailed with his father. But he was concerned about her. Like, that was like the second thing he asked was or like was like, hey, let her know I'm, you know, I'm here and she can vouch for me. Probably also because he thought, hey, she could vouch for me and she probably is high up in this whole thing. And that probably gave him some courage. But and then having Vin, like her choice of you know, leaving the guard to be alive was what saved her life because she, mm-hmm. it got Ellen to her. Um, and it's kind of funny here, right? It, it hammers forward her point this entire time, which was like Kelsier was kind of stuck in his ways of killing the noblemen, killing these people, not giving them a chance. And it was really funny, right? Because up to this point, he was always the one that was saying, trust people, trust people. Why are you not trusting people? In reality, he wasn't trusting people. He was only trusting his close-knit people. And Vin finally takes that to heart completely and goes, I'm going to trust that you're not a bad person. I'm going to trust that you just did what you had to do. And that trust is ultimately what what saves her in the end. So, and so I mean, the thing is, is for the people who, who came in, and this is like your first book, and you just got through mm. all this. I mean, again, it is a very satisfying conclusion. If this is where you're going to leave off, you know, God bless you. Everything was really, really good. But um, it gets better. The next book is going to be a whole new play on what's going on. The ending of this trilogy is one of the best. And just thinking about it, you know, makes my it makes literal chills. Um, it, it gets even better and it gets built up with everything. But I say, like we said from the beginning, you know, the reason we started with Mistborn was because it is a good model for what the Cosmere novels are like. That you get really satisfying buildup, really satisfying payoffs, really quality answers to your questions. And like we said, you know, you got built up with, you got one question answered, you got five coming up. What what the heck was the deepness? You know, um, what was, you know, these prophecies with the Hero of Ages? How do Steel Inquisitors get made? Apparently it's a nasty business, but we still don't know about it. What's the deal with the Chandra? Um, we got to find out kind of what a Chandra is, sort of, but we don't really know, know what's going on there. And what the heck is going to happen with, with this whole empire now that it's basically been toppled? And how are we going to deal with all the powers that, that are dealt with all that? And that's not even including all the little subtle mysteries. I'm sure you're all like itching, thinking there's something else that was left unanswered. I can tell you, they all get answered. They get satisfying answers. This is a really, really awesome journey to continue on. And we can't wait for those of you who want to continue to join us for our read-through of the next book in the Mistborn series, which is Well of Ascension. So we can see what this crew is going to be able to do to hold together this newfound kingdom. Hey everyone, Vod here. Please rate our podcast and follow us for regular episodes Monday through Friday. If you enjoy listening, consider subscribing. We are a very small project, so please support us with likes and comments. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ontos. That's patreon.com slash O-N-T-O-S. Thanks again, and remember, our sentience depends on you.